This is Chris Reynolds and welcome to the Entrepreneur House podcast. The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for six and seven figure entrepreneurs creating events and retreats all over the world. Picture yourself spending four weeks with other high level entrepreneurs in the northern mountains of Thailand this coming October and November 2017. It will be full of masterminds, workshops, advisors, like-minded entrepreneurs, and of course, some fun adventure. If you're ready to take your business to the next level with other successful entrepreneurs, be sure to apply at theentrepreneurhouse.com. On today's episode, Dr. Alexis Shields is joining us to talk about the future of modern medicine. Dr. Alexis is a world-traveling naturopath with an online business that specializes helping professionals reduce their health risk by monitoring blood work, diet, lifestyle, and supplements. Modern medicine today is shifting with new developments in health and science happening almost daily. Today we know more about our food, water, and health than any generation before us, and it is a very exciting time for health. Dr. Alexis and I talk about how she started her business as a naturopathic doctor online, why people are afraid of this new school of thought, what type of diet she prefers, and monitoring the type of water we drink. For those of you that want to learn more about health, the future of medicine, and Dr. Alexis, check out this episode. And without further ado, let's jump into the show. Welcome, Dr. Alexis, to the podcast. How are you today? Hi, I'm great. Thanks for having me. And I hear you're calling in. You normally reside in Lisbon, but you're calling in from Washington, D.C. today, right? Yep, that's right. We kind of go back and forth between the two because we have family in D.C. and we live mostly in Lisbon. So kind of go go back and forth throughout the year. Well, I wanted to have you on the show because I heard about you around the digital nomad communities and um, I heard very good things. And I was actually hanging out with Clayton Cornell just a few days oh, ago yeah. and he mentioned you. He's like, yeah, Alexis is my doc. And I'm getting in more into better diets, better eating, understanding blood work. And I know these are some important things that you guys address. And mm -hmm. so we haven't had anybody that, especially internet marketers that are professionals in the medical field yet. So I thought it'd be great to have you on the show and learn more about you and learn more about nutrition and naturopaths. Yeah, of course. We want to start with your story. Let's just start there and we'll learn more okay. about you. Sure. So I'm a, uh, a naturopathic doctor. So in the U.S. what that means is we're trained in medical school as um, primary care physicians, basically, who specialize in functional medicine. So um, and the way that that's different from traditional medicine is that you know, surprisingly, in, in traditional medical schools, you're you're really lucky if you get any classes in um, nutrition. And and some doctors they end up getting their degrees without having any training in nutrition. But for a naturopath, what you put into your body, or we see kind of what you put into your body and what you eat as the foundation of health. And so, we spend four to five years learning um, how to become a doctor and how to become you know doing all the basic science classes and then going into different, you know, uh, every class that you would do in medical school to become a primary care physician, but we're also learning, uh, you know, doing four year, four to five years of nutrition training and learning about different botanical medicines that you, can be used to either replace certain medications or alongside medications to help improve their effectiveness or relieve side effects. And then also figuring out vitamin and mineral deficiencies that can eventually lead to disease and dysfunction in the body. So our approach is, is a little bit different when you go to a naturopath. Usually you spend a lot more time with them. Um, what I'm doing now is uh, working virtually with 
my clients doing in-depth assessments of blood work. And so we can talk more about that, but basically um, blood work is the tool that I use to help people to monitor their health from year to year to figure out what those uh, deficiencies are, if there are any, um, and get to kind of the underlying cause of different health issues that you might be having. So I started out very much in a traditional path um, where I had a brick and mortar business in Portland, Oregon. Um, and really for a naturopath, the when you graduate, you can go into residency, you can join a bigger practice, or you can start your own. And so I decided um, after four years of just kind of grinding it out and being in school my entire life that I was ready to just jump into you know, being an entrepreneur and starting my own practice, which I had no idea what I was doing. So it was just mm -hmm. like several years of learning at, you know, rapid fire speed because I knew how to be a doctor, but I had no idea how to run a business. So I just dove headfirst into that, started a practice and for four years built up a, a nice, you know, successful practice in Portland, which I really loved. But the whole time I was kind of getting the digital nomad lifestyle itch and was listening to podcasts and I had you know found Tim Ferriss's book and like so many people have um, and it really got me thinking like well what could I do in the online space that would give me a little bit more freedom because you know when you have a practice especially as a doctor you're even though I'm not on call like an emergency doctor it would be um, you know I kind of am because when people are sick they need me and if I'm not there um, I need to have some resources for them so was very much connected, you know, to a physical place and, and for my goals in life and the travel that I wanted to do and being closer to my family, I decided that I wanted to start figuring out a way, you know, to go more virtual. So that process that lasted for four years of really not making any progress. Um, and then my husband and I, who's also a doctor, um, decided that we were going to move across country, sell all of our stuff, pack everything up, and we we're going to start traveling before we really, you know, decided to put down some roots in Washington, D.C. So we packed everything up and, and sold most of our life and, and moved to Chiang Mai, Thailand, not really because we knew it was this huge hub of entrepreneurs and digital nomads, but because um, we may have heard some people talking about it a little bit, but really... The only thing I knew about it was that it had this amazing lantern festival, and I knew I really wanted to see that. <laughs> and my um, my husband grew up in Southeast Asia and Bangladesh and Nepal, and so he was, you know, we basically wanted to do Asia together, and we thought that would be a good place to start. I had never been before, so we, just by a twist of fate, landed in in Chiang Mai, and um, with the plan in my mind, I was like, I'll give it two to three months, and then we'll probably go back. Shannon probably didn't think that he was thinking, <laughs> you know, this is going to be much longer once she realizes what's out there. But I was like, yeah, two to three months, and then I'll be good. So we got there, we met this huge community of entrepreneurs and digital nomads, and it just completely changed my life, what I wanted to do. Um, as far as practicing online, it made that much more of a reality. Because uh, I was kind of looking for, oh, well, I need something else. I need some kind of you know, gimmick or something to sell or something kind of using my expertise, but not actually doing, you know, doctoring online because people aren't really doing that um, in a way that I could mimic anyway. So uh, after meeting huge community in Chiang Mai, we ended up staying there for on and off for about a year and a half. 
um, doing lots of traveling. So at this point, we're about three years after that. Um, and we've lived all around Europe and traveled all around Asia. Um, and now I'm working, you know, 100% virtually online doing these kind of consulting uh, with clients on their blood work and helping them to understand what their blood work means and how to track it from year to year so that you can monitor your health. Um, and yeah, talking to people about diet and lifestyle and um, doing lots of, of health coaching. I'm really curious. So when you started out doing this online, what was the process like to grow and to attract clients? Yeah, yeah, that's been the the continuous evolving <laughs> process because really, you know, I had to do a lot of just trial and error and um, finding little tools along the way and using the resources from, you know, so many people who are, are ahead of the game as far as how to attract clients. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I was, when I was in a brick and mortar practice, I was giving talks and um, doing talks in the community and um, doing community events and doing things where I was physically going out and meeting people. And that's really what built my my practice. And because it's so different online, you can do those same kind of things, but you have to do it in a slightly different way, obviously. So um, doing podcasts was one thing that I still got to do, you know, give talks on different health topics um, to an audience like I would kind of like I originally did. And so that was one thing that I did. Um, obviously, you know, creating a website and kind of niching down to, you know, what kind of clients do I want to see? Because in my, my practice in Portland, it was kind of limited to, you know, uh, even though, you know, even though Portland's a city, it, it's kind of limited to what finds you originally, especially right out of, right out of school. And so I was experimenting a lot with, with a different community than I see now online. And so it was, you know, it's been a three-year process of figuring out who, who my clients are and who are the people that I can help the most. Um, and so, yeah, I haven't, this year I'm actually diving into some different Facebook ad campaigns and, and, and doing that. But up until now, it's been a lot of word of mouth, um, spreading, just talking to a lot of people about what I do, doing podcasts, um, and really, you know, moving and living and meeting all the people within this community, which has spread the word about what I do since it's a little bit different than the typical, you know, person that's in the digital nomad community. So it's been really amazing. And what are some of the things that you guys offer? Sure, sure. So uh, pretty much anywhere in the world, you can get a pretty decent basic blood work panel um, for, for a decent cost. There are a few exceptions, but even in the U.S. where we think of, you know, the healthcare being the most expensive, you, there are ways to get very affordable basic blood work. Um, so basically what I'm, what I'm teaching people to do is to uh, monitor their own health and to really understand what their blood biomarkers mean and to, you know, guide them in which ones to order and why you would want to order them and, you know, what the, the numbers mean for your health, not just are they within this huge range of normal, but are they within the optimal range of an optimal healthy person. Um, so that's it, one piece of information and one reason why I'm a little bit different than maybe a doctor that you've been to before is that when I order blood work for someone or when they come to me with their blood work to interpret um, I'm not just going through and looking at the, the right side of the, the page and seeing if everything's within the normal range. 
um, that's not really a good way to prevent disease and dysfunction in the body. It's not a really good way to assess how healthy you are. It's really just looking for people that are in crisis, basically, when you're in those, you know, alarming levels. Um, so, you know, most people, they get blood work done, everything looks like it's in the range, and the doctor sends them on their way with, you know, the perfect bill of health. But really what you need to do is you need to take each individual marker, you need to look for certain patterns, and you need to look at those, those individual markers within an optimal reference range um, to see if you're actually within a range, you know, of an optimal healthy person, which is usually done by studying different populations that are healthy populations or athletes. Um, so they get these, these more narrow reference ranges because the big reference ranges just come from a sample population of hundreds of people from that particular lab usually, um, which means they're sampling people that are going to the lab who are probably sick with something. And so they're not necessarily representative of the healthiest population. So although we can, you know, we can find disease that way, really what I'm concerned with is, is helping people to maintain their health and to do things to restore health, not just focusing on disease. So when someone comes to me, usually they have blood work done already, or I help them figure out what list of blood work is necessary for their particular health based on, you know, their, their um, diet and lifestyle, based on what their goals are, based on if they have any, any um, you know, medical issues. So we come up with a blood work list, they get that done, I do an assessment of that blood work, we plug it into a, a spreadsheet that I create for everybody that has these optimal ranges. And then we go through each section and explain what that means for their health, where their individual markers lie within this optimal range. Um, then we discuss different interventions that they can do to bring things into the optimal range. And um, it's not just this one-time snapshot usually for people. What I'm doing is I'm helping people from year to year monitor and track the progression of their health, which is the most important, you know, the most powerful thing that you can do with blood work is you can track from year to year, what is your body looking like? What changes are happening? What things are happening that might become a, an issue in the future? Or, um, you know, for example, are your blood um, glucose or your blood sugar levels looking like they're getting closer and closer to diabetes over the years, um, which would indicate that you might want to change your diet somewhat or you might need some minerals to help with blood sugar control, those kind of things. So it's taking a very you know proactive approach and especially in the entrepreneur community, everyone is concerned with optimizing performance and brain function. And so that's another big area that, that I deal with to help people you know, throughout their, their journey. And I have to ask you, Alexis, why do you think traditional medicine doesn't pay attention to blood work as much as naturopaths or your school of thought? Um, you know, I think they do, but they're doing it in a different way. So traditional medicine and traditional doctors are really in the business, they're in the business of disease. So they are looking for to diagnose and to fix specific disease states. They're not really in the business of health. They're not in the business of, um, you know, optimizing and improving health so that it doesn't go to that point of disease. They really don't. And a lot of that has to do with time. It's time and the training is, is all about disease. So it's all about how to find and how to treat specific disease states. It's not how to keep someone well. And so, you know, as a naturopath, it's a completely different uh, philosophy and that we're not just looking at disease. And of course, sometimes disease happens and you need to address it when it does, but it's a lot easier to 
you know, treat somebody and keep them well when you're doing preventative things before the disease happens. It comes, it becomes much harder and much more expensive when the disease process is already happening. So as naturopaths, we're trained to, um, you know, focus in on the diet and lifestyle and, um, you know, some of these preventative, uh, modalities and approaches and looking at blood work in this way so that it doesn't go to the disease state. But I think you need both. We need people who are, um, you know, for example, that we need surgeons because sometimes that's what's the best case, you know, that's Mm -hmm. the best scenario for that person in the state that they're in. We need um, emergency rooms. We, We need specialists in different areas because, you know, I'm primary care. So if somebody comes in and they have something that's beyond my scope, like a very severe endocrine issue, or they have cancer, or they have um, you know, things that, that do happen in life, you need all of these specialists and they really need to be able to focus in on disease and be a specialist in that area. So you need both, but, um, we're just using blood work in a different, in a different capacity, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. I've noticed there's a resistance to naturopaths and the new movement of medicine and even really paying attention to your food. So I'm kind of curious on your take. So I'll give you this example. Mm -hmm. We used to live in Costa Rica and we had some Danish friends come visit and they brought their family with them. And we were telling them that we're just going to go visit a naturopathic doctor for whatever. And they go, oh, you mean a witch doctor? And (laughs) And I thought to myself... No, these are, you know, educated European Danish people. And, and I, <laughs> why in the world would they ever call them or where they get the idea that a naturopath is a witch doctor? So <laughs> I, I like to hear from you, like, where do sure. you think this idea or this mentality comes from? Sure. Um, that's a really good question. So um, first of all, I think being called a witch doctor is a compliment because what uh. that means is that that person had some kind of you know, to me anyway, a witch is somebody who does something that is beyond your um, comprehension of something that you can explain. And I feel like that happens to me all the time. Like I just had a, an amazing success story of, uh, of a, a three-year-old who for a year has had severe, severe digestive problems that has pretty much torn their family apart. They can't go mm. on vacations. They can't do. And it's, and it's all because this child developed a fear Um that has kept him from having regular bowel function. Um, Now, that's a really tricky thing because what drug are you going to give a three-year-old that is having major digestive issues all because of a fear that they developed? Um, You can try to force the issue. Well, that wasn't working. You can try to, you know, you can go the therapy route. Well, they're three years old, you know? So I think you know, with some very basic naturopathic stuff that most naturopaths would do, we were able to solve this issue for this family that had been going on for a year and had been traumatizing everyone. And, you know, to me, I think someone might look at that and think that's kind of witch doctory because it's not the norm. It's not what people are used to. It's not something that you can, you know, put in a tight little box of a pill that you can take and it magically, you know, changes because of we've somehow mm-hmm. accepted that if, if a pill can do it, then it's okay. Right. So, um, you know, it's it's a good question. I think that anytime there's something, even though naturopaths have been around for hundreds of years, um, because they went out of favor when, when pharmaceuticals and surgeries kind of took over, um, and now they're starting to come back and we're starting to put much more focus on diet and lifestyle, how that impacts our health, 
Um, and what we put into our bodies actually affects how it functions, which, you know, surprisingly, it sounds so simple um, and so obvious, but we kind of lost touch with the fact that what we do to our body actually has a direct impact on our health. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think we're kind of in this paradigm shift of, of what health means and how to get there. And whenever you're in a paradigm shift like that and you're introducing different ideas, there's going to be resistance. And that just means that we're eventually going to move forward. So I think, you know, I think of a lot of naturopaths that I know and a lot of the teachers that I had in school as, you know, people that are really helping to move that, move that, um, you know, overall paradigm forward. And, um, yeah, I think, you know, if you look at, um, osteopathic doctors, they ran into the same thing. They were completely poo-pooed and, and, and put aside. And now osteopaths are in hospitals and they're just seen as, you know, regular physicians and nobody really thinks anything about it. Um, same thing with chiropractors. They are a lot further along in the process than the naturopaths are. They're becoming a lot more accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's just a whole, any kind of different form of medicine that challenges your views um, is going to get a lot of resistance in the beginning. So I have to ask you, what type of diet do you keep? Um, I have mostly, I mean, I'm a world traveler and one of my main passions in life is food. And so I I don't have a very dogmatic, you know, very um, cut and dry. I always do this one thing. But in general, um, to feel the best and to have good energy and to keep my health in a really good place, I follow kind of a paleo-ish um, diet. I, I followed that for a very long time before paleo was even the thing that we called it. So really just eating lots of fruits and vegetables, lots of good healthy fibers, good healthy sources of, of protein, um, and brightly colorful food, fermented foods, plenty of water, um, low in, in starches and the forms of grains, um, and sugars and, you know, uh, industrial seed oils and things like that. So it's just, it's kind of Mediterranean-ish. I eat a lot of seafood, um, kind of paleo-ish. It's kind of a lot of these things melded together. But I, I you know, try to eat a, a really wide diversity of foods to help support really good gut balance and good gut flora. Um, and yeah, it's, it's always changing over, let's see, I graduated from school in 2009 so from about 2004, 2005 until now, it's been this continuous evolution of, of changing, um, you know, how I eat and getting better and better at really, you know, figuring out what I feel good and what I feel best eating. It's, I don't think that process ever, ever stops. So yeah, it's been, it's been a continuous process for sure. <laughs> I think so. And I think we have to stay on our toes and continually learn about what's good and what's really not good for you. But I think that's yeah. something that we're going to have to like, especially our generations to stay on our toes about until yep. really the day that we die. Because right. I think science and nutrition is going to continually just evolve and learn more and more and more. Who knows, something that we may be eating now that can be considered super healthy, they'll find that it's actually not, you know, 50 yep. years from now or something like that. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it's we're constantly learning more and more. And now it's kind of exploding. And I think that's in part because of, you know, the, the internet and the access is so huge. Now they're crowdsourcing 
research and they're crowdsourcing information, health information from people who follow different diets, for example, or live in different places. And so the, the, the ease and the access is just exploding some of this research and what we know and how fast we're figuring these things out. And I think it's also because, you know, in, you know, my, my grandparents day and age, for example, they didn't question, they didn't question doctors. They didn't question, um, you know, their, when the doctor said to do something, they just did it. And they never even thought that maybe they didn't know what they were talking about or it wasn't going to be good for them or whatever. And, and now, I mean, I have to stay on my toes because a lot of the clients that I have are extremely educated in, in certain areas of health. Mm. And, and it's, you know, I learn more from them than anywhere because they're constantly bringing things to me and asking me what I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, you know, people are just much more informed now because of the, the ease of information and they're just much more interested and much more interested in preserving health and um, not getting, you know, a chronic disease and living longer and not just living longer, but having a good quality of life while you live longer. So, yeah, super important. I just thought of this and you mentioned this about new forms of medicine and new schools of thought around medicine come in. There's always resistance. You know, I, I think I have great uncles that refuse to go to the doctor or the dentist. And I remember <laughs> like, you know, in the fifties and the forties, I don't remember that, but just hearing stories of, you know, there was people that absolutely, if they broke a leg, they wouldn't go to a doctor because <laughs> you know, they didn't believe in it, whatever they were doing at the yep. doctor's office and the dentist also, you know, why would we go to the dentist? Our teeth are fine, even though they're falling out. yep exactly (laughs) exactly do you pay attention to the quality of your water definitely yeah and I mean it's harder with with traveling around and living in countries where I don't necessarily speak the language and I still have to kind of you know figure out exactly what's going on so that's been a little bit of a challenge but I definitely um, pay close attention to the water I drink I don't like to drink a bunch of chlorine in my water so I drink filtered um I don't like fluoride in my water. I just want pure, clean water that all, you know, the, the chlorine, chlorine and fluoride have been removed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, when I definitely, I think that is hugely important. Do you have a type of water or one that you recommend? Um, I don't have a brand per se. I don't like drinking um, for a while. When I was in school, we were getting bottled water delivery, the big, the big, um, you know, the big plastic jugs that mm. have the dispensers. I was doing that for a while. And then I, um, I, I don't like the idea of water sitting in plastic either, even if it's, um, you know, the, the better kind of plastic. But um, I'd much rather just drink water out of the faucet and filter it. And so I have a really good filter in, in the U.S. The company is called MultiPure. Um, they have really amazing just a easy and pretty affordable system that you can hook right up to your faucet. And so I use them when I'm in the States and it, they filter out, you can get a system that filters out fluoride if that's in the water where you live. Um, but all of, all of their systems filter out all the chlor the chlorine and the impurities and everything. And it's just really great tasting water. I don't really get into all the water, um, gimmicks and stuff. I just want pure water from the faucet, but, but filtered. Do you have a filter that you travel with? Um, I don't. Uh, when it, wherever I land, I end up just buying one. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to have some kind of solution for that, uh, but I don't have one to recommend. 
What do you think of the little black light sticks? What are those called? I used to have one. That- yeah, they um, they're. We actually traveled with one. A friend of mine had one when we were, when we were in Nepal, uh-huh. uh, just because the um, I, I believe it's UV light kills yeah, right. the yeah. parasites and it kills different you know things that could be in the water. And um, you know, I I'm assuming that they work really well. I haven't done a lot of research into them, but we used it in Nepal and and most of us turned out okay. So (laughs) I'm hoping, I'm thinking it worked. (laughs) Yeah, I had one when I was traveling down through Peru, but when I started living in Europe, I no longer had the the need to carry one. It doesn't filter out the chlorine, um, which, you know, chlorine is, it's an endocrine disruptor. So it disrupts thyroid function. And um, it's a really... Uh, it's, it's not a good thing to be drinking in your water when you're, when you're drinking something and you're doing for health and then it has this, you know, this toxin in it basically that's toxic to your endocrine system. Um, especially for women because women are so prone to thyroid disorders or the rates of thyroid disorders, uh, for women anyway, are super high. It's like one in eight women will, uh, in the U S anyway, will have, will get a thyroid disorder in her lifetime. Um, and I, I think also for fertility purposes, it's a really bad idea to have chlorine in your water. So, um, you know, it's how they, how they keep the water clean and keep things from growing in it. And so I like, I like to filter, definitely filter all the water out. When I was in school, I actually did an experiment to see how much chlorine was in the drinking water. And so I got a pool, a pool kit to see, you know, that you would test your pool to see how much chlorine is in it and when you need to add more. Mm-hmm. And the water that we were drinking had enough chlorine in it for a pool. Wow. And I just thought that is not good. You should not be <laughs> drinking pool water. <laughs> Where's your business and you, Dr. Alexis, headed? And what can we see from you in the next five years? Mm, that's a good question. So um, I'm much more now and especially this year i'm i'm really um working with uh ceos and entrepreneurs and 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 um teams so i have a couple of businesses that i work with now where i work with their top management teams um and this is it's a really fun and exciting area for me to work in i i really like working with people that um are very they're numbers driven they really like like to execute. So when we have an idea, they figure out how to make it happen. Um, and you know, forward thinkers and somebody who's willing to try and experiment with their health. And so I'm I'm working within this kind of niche um, more and more. And I I'm hoping to kind of you know have several teams that I'm working with at a time um, in in a business where I can help to help all of them to monitor their health and improve their performance, mental and physical performance, improve their longevity, improve brain function so that they have better focus and motivation. So in in the next five years anyway, that's kind of, that's where I'm moving towards the information and what I'm learning is all towards helping you know, that group of, of people to be more successful and to, um, you know, prevent a lot of the, especially for entrepreneurs and for, for CEOs, the, the biggest thing that I think is, is kind of plaguing people is stress. Mm -hmm. And because a lot of these people are in very high stress, kind of high performance based environments, um, eventually their health falls apart because of stress. And so, what I do is I help to 
you know, identify all these markers where it give, gives us an idea of how their body is handling stress and then giving them techniques, not just for, I'm not just talking like mental stress, but also just stress on your body from being deficient in a certain nutrient or mineral. So tracking all of that as well and, and having, you know, a very systematic way of looking at your health where, um, you know, the decisions that you make are, um, you know, are really found in the numbers. So looking at all your biomarkers and, and making decisions based on that, just like you would in your business. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, transferring those same business principles to, to health. Um, so yeah, that's what, what I'm doing. I'm working virtually right now with all my clients. Um, I'd like to, um, you know, eventually have, uh, a basic clients that I'm working with on a month, monthly basis, which right now I, I do anywhere from a one-time call where we go through your blood work and, and, you know, I give you the, the complete rundown of what's going on, um, to seeing clients monthly. So I'm moving more towards having this continuous relationship where we're monitoring things more on like a, a monthly or a quarterly basis, um, rather than just a one-time, one-time thing. But I think that one-time thing is, is still important for people because it kind of gets you in the door and it helps you realize how powerful that data can be. Um, and I'd also, the other thing I'm working on this year that I'm working up right now is my sales funnel to use um, on Facebook. And so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try out that avenue because I, I really haven't done any advertising at all. It's all been word of mouth and from doing podcasts and talking to people and um, you know, just meeting a lot of people within this community and meeting CEOs. And so the, uh, I'd really like in the next five years to have a very consistent, um, way of getting clients when I need them, which right now it's not, it's not the most consistent. Yeah. That's, I think that's a really great idea for the entrepreneurs that are out there. If you have a team, a remote team, one of the benefits that you could offer them, or if you were interested in offering them, give them a remote doctor where they could, Yep. check check their blood work check their health you know that's um i think that's yeah a fantastic it's huge idea. it's a huge benefit of, of working i think in some of these amazing tech companies in silicon valley they have yeah. you know staff doctors and they have all these resources but if you are building a team that's you know across the world or you travel a lot so you don't really have that ability um you know it's it's nice to have some kind of doctor or or um you know, health practitioner or coach of some sort that can kind of travel, you know, along with you virtually. So whether that's a, you know, someone that's a fitness coach or, um, you know, someone's helping you with your diet or a doctor helping you with blood work, whoever it is that you feel like would be most beneficial to you. It's nice to have somebody that works like you do. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Dr. Alexis, we're going to have to wrap up there. If the listeners wanted to reach out to you and learn more, where's the best place they could do that at? Sure. So my website is dralexisshields.com. I'm also on Facebook. If you just Google Dr. Alexis Shields, um, I'm continually posting really good articles and resources, health resources that that, um, I think and research and that kind of thing that are, are moving health forward and that are really good information to know. Um, So yeah, those are the two main places right now. Excellent. And Alexis, we want to give you a huge thank you for coming on to the show, and thank you for spending your time with us today and sharing all your wisdom about medicine and where it's headed and health, and we just really appreciate it. Thank you very much. 
You are so welcome. And listeners, thank you for joining in once again. We're going to sign off there and we'll see you all on the next episode. Goodbye, everybody. The Entrepreneur House is a business accelerator for six and seven figure entrepreneurs. Imagine spending an extended period of time with other successful entrepreneurs working together and growing your business. Day to day, you interact with other driven and smart business people. Spending an extended period of time around them alters your business and your mentality around business. Goals are set, business grows, new partnerships develop, greater profit margins are achieved, the productivity skyrockets for attendees, and you get to have an incredible adventure while doing it. This year, our main event will be held in Chiang Mai, Thailand. It is four weeks from October 26th to November 24th and held for six and seven figure entrepreneurs only. It will be full of workshops, masterminds, advisors, co-working, and fun weekend social events. Be sure to check out the details at theentrepreneurhouse.com as soon as possible. This event will fill up fast. For those of you that are interested and have some questions, be sure to contact us through theentrepreneurhouse.com forward slash contact. We will respond as soon as possible. For now, saludos from somewhere in the world.